Hi. Come on, guys. Good morning. Anne Sahanik is a goat farmer whose herd of semi-retired goats is hired across the region to clear sites of invasive plants, brush, and overgrowth. In a moment, we'll join her in Delaware County, where 10 of her goats are happily chowing down on an overgrown site of historic significance. Cat's Cast is sponsored by Briars and Brambles Books, the go-to independent book and gift store in the Catskills, located in Wyndham, New York, right next to the pharmacy, just steps away from the Wyndham path. Open daily. For more information, visit briarsandbramblesbooks.com or call 518-750-8599. And by the Central Catskills Chamber of Commerce, providing services to businesses, community organizations, and local governments in the Central Catskills region. Follow the Central Catskills Chamber of Commerce on Facebook and sign up for a weekly email of local events at centralcatskills.org. Roxbury, New York is home to the famous naturalist John Burroughs, and today you can still visit his beloved Woodchuck Lodge and the John Burroughs Memorial State Historic Site, where he's laid to rest. Next to his grave is Boyhood Rock, a favorite spot during John's youth where he'd sit for hours and gaze across the family farm and fields, taking in the wild Catskills. Over the past century, farm and field have given way to tree and shrub, quite a few of them, and New York's Department of Parks, Recreation, and Historic Preservation has attempted to restore the parcel to a more open state, in keeping with its history. Its hilly, rocky terrain, though, makes it difficult to get machinery in to clear the brush. And so, this summer, they've hired highly skilled goats. In particular, Anne Sahanik's Green Goats of Rhinebeck, New York. So we have had the privilege of bringing goats to uh, this site. It's overgrown and they're here to help clear invasives. My name is Anne Sihanik, owner of Green Goats Rhinebeck, New York. So the, the space looks a little different right now. It's all temporarily fenced so that the goats have a defined area. Yes. How long of a stay do the goats have here? Is it until the work is done or? We're, we're hoping about a month uh, until the work is done. We would like them to eat the vegetation down and have it try to regrow over the uh, summer months and bring them back in the fall. How big of a space do you have cordoned off for them? This is about an, a little over an acre, I think. Okay. And it's, it's sloped. Hi, guys. And just then, some of the 10 goats employed at this site Hi. came over to greet their handler. Good morning. This is Lulu. Our goats are all donated to us from homes. Um, they've had uh, jobs before this. This is their second act. And they're retired to us, but they eat for a living. And they're effective because they eat leaves all summer and the, the plants try to regrow as they eat and it's not storing energy in the roots as it should to come back the following season. So in a way, they're more effective than machinery or mowing because right. they're really getting to the, uh, to Ex the root? Exactly. If we mowed, it would come back like a lawn. Now they seem to recognize you and are excited to uh, see you. They, they are. all came running. They are. They work for five months a year uh -huh. and so they're home at 
at the barn, there, there are pets. How often do you check on them? At this site, uh, once a week. And every day a parks uh, employee waters and visits with them. And when you come to check on them once a week, what are you looking for? You're just checking in and saying hello. Checking in, saying hello, looking at the invasive uh, plants, uh, see how, how far they've gone, that sort of thing. Every day when the parks checks in, they send me a, a text and lots of cute photos that says the goats are great. We are reachable 24-7. We can do FaceTime. I could see a goat in real time if they're having a question. And they have their goatels over there. What are those? Shelters. Okay. If the weather gets nasty, <laughs> yes. they have a place Usually to go. Usually they like tall trees, but mm. it makes us feel better that we've provided shelter. This is our 17th year in business. And we started small, two goats. Um, my husband had goats in a prior marriage and broached me with the idea of how great they were. And I said to him, I don't think so, I'm too damn cute for goats. Uh, went away for the weekend, came back, my kids had two baby goats. I was very angry. I named them Koreans too. And even though we're, we're vegetarians, Koreans too became the first employees of Green Goats. What experience had you had with animals before those baby goats came into your life? Uh, none. None? None. Uh, it was uh, quite a learning curve. We, we had just moved from Astoria, and uh, I learned a lot. My husband, however, had had extensive experience. He had one of the best milking averages in New York. He gave uh, seminars at Cornell about goats, so he taught me a lot. Anne obviously grew to love those goats, and it's a good thing, because today the herd numbers 162, each one of them donated by an individual or a club or a farm that could no longer care for them. Anne's green goats can be found region-wide at a number of simultaneous sites where they've been hired for their unique landscaping abilities. Most of her herd, or a lot of her herd, are male goats that are donated. On a farm, you can't keep all the males. They usually end up um, being part of the food chain. Uh, usually, if it's a smaller job, they're put out in pairs. If they're donated as a, as a pair to us, they go out together. They're never separated because they are. They, they have relationships and do better together. So why goats? Tell me a little bit about the benefits of goats to um, clear a piece of property as opposed to machinery or um, you know, man-made options. When they do eat seeds off of the invasives, their acids in the stomach kills the seeds. They're not pooping out uh, fertilized seeds. Mm -hmm. And also they just love all the invasives that parks want gone. So. They've been very effective and they're very cute. And in terms of areas that are more sensitive land-wise, uh, historic sites or places that are difficult to access, you don't want to muck up with big machinery, I guess goats are, are more nimble. They option. are nimble. On, on this, is a, this is a very difficult slope uh, for machinery. Also, um, we've learned that there's lots of poison ivy the parks have a lot of issue with their workers having poison ivy and having to go to the emergency room. 
the goats are um, not having a problem with that. So Now we're at the John Burroughs site, and he said of goats, of our ragweed, not much can be set down that is complimentary, except that its name in the botany is ambrosia, food of the gods. It must be the food of the gods, if anything, for so far as I have observed, nothing terrestrial eats it, not even billy goats. <laughs> Do they eat ragweed? No. No. No, he's right about that. Wow. <laughs> he's right about that. So some things don't change. That's true. Anne's green goats are no stranger to historic sites. In fact, this natural defoliation business of theirs was launched 17 years ago at Fort Wadsworth in Staten Island. They had um, a huge problem with weeds taking over their, their site and the historic buildings. We, we received an email along with about 400 other um, goat farms asking if we would bring goats. Everyone said no except my husband Larry who thought, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. And we answered a call. Lots of people wrote to us and said, how could you bring goats there? And we did it. That was our first, first job. So you're a bit of a trendsetter. That was not what it felt like in the beginning, but hindsight, it sounds like that now. At the time, were you pretty much the only goat herd owners doing that? Absolutely. I think we've stayed. Once in a while, someone comes in to the business, but it's a lot more than just having goats and bringing them to sites. Yeah, so tell me a little bit about that. What's the setup required? What kind of preparation do you have to do? I think you have to have a brave person like like Chris that calls and says, how about, or we've heard of you, and, and how does this work? Chris is Chris Kenyon, the park manager who oversees John Burroughs Memorial Field State Historic Site. Uh, so this is the, the grave site of the famous naturalist author, John Burroughs, and it's on a uh, property that was uh, part of his original uh, homestead. And the, the, the property has much of the land in the Catskills, is an old farm. So over time, the landscape has changed. Trees have grown back, it's become more forested. But to preserve kind of the character of the site as it was when John Burroughs was alive, we want to maintain some of the open land, some of the open pasture and orchard, um, and preserve the views of the Catskills, which is his motivating factor for wanting to be uh, interred here. What are some of the species you're hoping to uh, eliminate or, or reduce with this project? This project is, is maybe a, a little bit different than other projects in that you know, we're not targeting specific species. What we're really after are just reducing the amount of woody vegetation. There is a fair amount of invasive uh, honeysuckle um, and other problem species here, but there are also native species, uh, maple, dogwood, that we're just hoping to reduce the, the woody cover to kind of preserve that open character of the uh, landscape here. And to bring it back a little closer to what it looked like in John Burroughs' time. Exactly. And you're seeing changes? We are, yeah. It's uh, amazing. Um, one day to the next, the amount of uh, vegetation is, is definitely being diminished. If you could see them here in person, you'd see that they're, they're browsing away on the taller shrubs right now. They've uh, definitely made an impact. Um, and it's only been uh, about a week since they've first come on the site. 
And what's it like working with Anne so far? <laughs> oh, she's been a pleasure to work with, and uh, her whole family has is, is, is been helping us. And um, it was a great day last week when we were setting up the fences. We had a crew here from our park staff working along her and her son. And, um, yeah, that was a, a fun day working with you, Anne. And, uh, um, yeah, it's been a real pleasure to work with you. Same. Thank you. And how old are your kids that work with you? Uh, my son, Jordan, is 20. He's the last one at home, but we do have kids that live nearby. So it just depends on what our needs are. Um, my husband passed last fall. So that's been, um, uh, having the kids in has been really helpful. Uh, we continue what we started and uh, love what we've done as a business. Most of our goats come from people that thought they were cute and got them. A lot of our goats are senior goats and males. And they don't have to be, their structures don't have to be sound. We never take them with papers because how we use them is not for breeding and that sort of thing. So they don't have to look perfect. They just have to eat for a living. Not a bad job. Not a bad job. I, I'd like to have it. And they're all named? They're all named. And you can identify all of them? I can. I guess because they're donated a couple at a time mm -hmm. over years, we do remember them. How many of the herd are out working at any one time? We have um, another job going in this week. This will be our 42nd uh, location. Over the history of the company? Over this, this season. Over this season? Over this season. Wow. Our goats only work for about four months a year, so... And in the colder months, they just chill out. They, they chill out and dream of green pastures yeah. in the spring. <laughs> I asked park manager Chris Kenyon what tactics they'd employed before green goats came along. Park staff had tried uh, brush hogging this with a tractor um, a number of years ago, and due to the, the rocky landscape here, um, it just wasn't wasn't very practical. There was a lot of hidden hazards. They, I think they did some damage to the brush hog trying to work with that. And uh, so it, we basically resorted to manual cutting. And just over the years, um, it's gotten away from us a little bit. So this, this will hopefully get us to a point where we've restored the site enough that um, we can continue with mechanical means and maybe just bring back the goats every, every three to five years or something like that. You know, it's certainly provides a kind of a gentler touch on the land than, than coming in here with, with tractors and, and large equipment. And this site isn't alone. I asked Anne about some of the other places that stand out in her memory. We've done cemeteries, golf courses, a job that has lots of people that are always excited, Riverside Park in Manhattan. We've done Pelham Bay Park in the Bronx. Um, I'm always excited because I think I represent a newer face of a farmer. And when we're in urban areas, uh, especially when schools visit, they are always surprised when I turn up and I happen to be what they call the goat lady. Uh, so that's an that, that's added benefit. It never gets old bringing goats to a place for the first time, letting, letting them in to eat. A lot of our goats, uh, the new ones, Peggy and Domino, 
They're new to our herd and they've never been in pasture like this before. As a matter of fact, I think they've fed hay and grain and that's it. To see them come out here and have all this is just the best thing ever. I love what I do. It's a good thing. Next time you're in Roxbury, it's a short walk to Boyhood Rock, where, thanks to Ann's goats, the view is much closer to what a young John Burroughs might have experienced. There's a link in the show notes. While you're in Delaware County, check out Hanford Mills Museum, where you can explore the power of the past as you watch the water wheel bring their working sawmill to life. Bring a picnic to enjoy by the mill pond. For more information about scheduling a tour or about their new exploration days, visit HanfordMills.org or call 607-278-5744. Thanks also to the Mountain Eagle, covering Delaware, Green, and Schoharie counties, including brands for local regions like the Wyndham Weekly, Schoharie News, and Catskills Chronicle. For more information, call 518-763-6854 or email mountaineaglenews at gmail.com. CatsCast is a bi-weekly production of Silver Hollow Audio, an outpost for quality sound production in the heart of the Catskills. More at silverhollowaudio.com. If you're a fan of this podcast, please spread the word and give a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or catscast.com so more people can find us. Catscast.com is also where you can find our entire catalog of episodes, searchable by keyword and transcript text, join the mailing list, or make a donation. Until next time, I'm Brett Berry. Thanks for listening.